morning. On behalf of the Valera Alamo Bowl, welcome to today's press conference. We're here in San Antonio at the Club at Santerra. This is where we're hosting our Security Service Insurance Golf Classic. Proceeds from today's event benefit the Valera Alamo Scholarship Programs. This year, the bowl will help fund over a million dollars in scholarship awards, the number one total among all the bowls, and it'll be winners at every high school and, San Antonio, and university in San Antonio. For today's press conference, we have Valera Alamo Bowl President and CEO Derek Fox, representing our title sponsor, Senior Vice President Gary Simmons. We have also our chairman, Brad Barron, and we're happy to welcome the two head coaches, Kyle Whittingham, head coach of University of Utah, and Tom Herman, head coach of the University of Texas. Brad, could you start? You bet. Thanks, Rick. I want to thank everybody for joining us here today for the Security Service Insurance Golf Classic. This event kicks off a month of a series-long events culminating with the 2019 Valero Alamo Bowl between two great teams, Utah and Texas. This year is our first New Year's Eve game in about 25 years since we started the bowl. 1993, 1994 were the last times we had a New Year's game, and we're very excited about it. It's going to be a fantastic way to wrap up 2019. The Alamo Bowl has been fortunate to have amazing community support since its inception, and Valero has been a big part of the support of the bowl since the very beginning. With Valero support, Derek and his team have made the Valero Alamo Bowl the number one bowl game outside the CFP in the Big 12 and the Pac-12. In 2007, Valero upped their commitment and became our title sponsor. And over the last 12 years, we've been able to consistently increase our team payouts, again, making us one of the top top bowls able to bring a fantastic matchup like this one to San Antonio. So we're excited with the help of Valero, ESPN, and our partner conferences that we will remain the number one game outside the CFP. So with us this morning is Gary Simmons. Gary is Senior Vice President of Valero Energy. So I want to thank Gary. I want to thank Valero for their continued support. And I'll turn it over to Gary to say a few words. Well, thanks, Brad. It truly is our pleasure. Valero's had a, a proud, long-standing relationship with the Alamo Bowl. Both Valero and the Alamo Bowl are committed to supporting opportunities for higher education while providing a strong economic boost to the city of San Antonio. We know that millions will be tuned in to ESPN to see all that, the excitement that happens inside the Alamo Dome on game day, but it'll be equally rewarding to see our city that's already vibrant become even more alive during bowl week, especially with the New Year's Eve game. So I want to thank everyone who contributes to the success of the Valero Alamo Bowl each year. We're certainly thrilled to be a part of this must-see matchup between Utah and Texas and eager to show the teams and their fans everything that makes a bowl trip to San Antonio so special. So with that, I'll turn it over to Derek to introduce our coaches. Great. Thank you again, Gary, for your support. And we cannot overstate how much Valero has fueled our growth to the benefit of both our community and our game. So again, Valero, thank you very much for your support. Our improved selection rights gives us the opportunity to host teams that excite local supporters, drive visitation, and turn on TV sets. We're fortunate to have a great run of fantastic finishes, so no pressures, coaches. Uh, since 2005, the Valero Alamo Bowl has hosted 11 games where the outcome hasn't been decided until the final minutes, highlighted by the two-point margin of the games of our last two games. The common denominator in all this, in highly competitive games, is outstanding head coaches. And given the bowl records of these two coaches, this year's matchup is no different. On behalf of the Valero Alamo Bowl, I'd like to welcome Coach Whittingham and Coach Herman to San Antonio. Congratulations to both of you on successful seasons, and we appreciate you bringing your teams and your fan bases both to San Antonio. So first, I'd like to introduce uh, Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. In Coach Whittingham's 15th year leading the Utes, they finished the regular season as the Pac-12 South champions with an 11-1 record, earning him the Pac-12 Coach of the Year honors. 
A win in the Valero Alamo Bowl would give the Utes their highest win total since 2008 when they went 13-0 and were Sugar Bowl champions. Coach Winningham boasts the second-best bowl winning percentage in NCAA history at 84% with a record of 11-2. So, Coach Winningham, on behalf of the Valero Alamo Bowl, we're thrilled to have you and welcome to Utes to San Antonio. I'll turn it over to you for an opening statement. Okay, well, appreciate that. And uh, our team is uh, absolutely excited to be, to be playing in this game. Um, you know, we've heard nothing but great things about the, the bowl experience here and the way you're treated and the hospitality. And so, uh, you know, we're going to be uh, looking forward to the opportunity. Um, you know, we have a pretty good track record uh, in bowl games. And so our guys really take the bowl season uh, very seriously and, and work hard. And, and uh, we got a great opponent here in Texas. They got a, haven't had a chance to dive into the film yet, but uh, I know they got weapons and, and uh, quarterback is a tremendous player. Got a receiver with over 100 catches and over 1,200 yards. Uh, you know, played a played LSU to a one-score ball game, Oklahoma to a one-score ball game. So we know we got an absolute uh, challenge on our hands. But uh, our guys will be excited and ready, and and we can't wait to get down here. On uh, we're coming down the uh, Christmas Day Eve and and uh, spend a week down here. So we're looking forward to it. Awesome. We look forward to that. Thank you, Coach Whittingham. And, and now let's talk to the University of Head Coach Tom Herman. This is Coach Herman's third season as the head coach of the Longhorns. He led Texas to a third-place finish in the Pac-12 this season, beating two ranked Big 12 opponents and coming within a score of two CFP teams, number one LSU and number four Oklahoma. In his first two seasons at Texas, Coach Herman led the Longhorns to victories in the Texas and Sugar Bowls, and Herman has spent his first two years as a head coach at the University of Houston. The Cougars went bowling both years, highlighted by the Peach Bowl win to cap off a 13-1 season in 2015. So, Coach Urban, on behalf of the Valero Alamo Bowl, welcome to San Antonio. I'll turn it over to you for an opening statement. Uh, again, uh, pardon me. Um, uh, again, really excited uh, to be in a bowl game in our home state. Um, uh, like Coach Whittingham, we, we have heard nothing but great things about the experience uh, for our players here. Um, I know our guys um, – get excited for bowl games. Uh, much like Coach Whittingham, we, we've had a, a pretty good track record uh, when, when we go bowling, and um, I, I think our guys are excited to, to get to work in preparation. Uh, you don't win 11 games by accident. Uh, coach Whittingham's an, an excellent coach. He's got a great staff and really good players, and uh, as he said, uh, on the road recruiting, you don't have a whole lot of time to, to dive into the film, but uh, I, I do know that <laughs> Uh, you know, he's got a tremendous rushing attack on, on offense and his defense, uh, like every other year it seems, um, is, is very physical, very aggressive, and um, uh, very good at uh, defending the run and um, uh, very good at playing man coverage. So uh, we, we've got a big-time challenge on our hand, but um, beyond the game, uh, we are extremely excited uh, to be in San Antonio. I know it's uh, going to be very convenient for our fans to come cheer us on. Uh, and uh, I know our players will certainly enjoy the experience down here uh, for the six, seven days that we're down here. Great. Uh, for media that are on site today, please do raise hand, announce your name and affiliation. We'll bring a mic holder uh, over and you can ask if you're on uh, the call. It is zero one. And if you're on social media, we also we've taken some questions using hashtag Valeralmable. Do we have a first question for you, the coaches? Front left. Uh, yeah, Brian Davis from the Austin American Statesman. Both of you guys have great quarterbacks. Maybe could both of you talk about uh, e each one of your guys and, and what they bring to this game. Go ahead. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Sam Ellinger is, is certainly the, the gas that makes our engine go, not just offensively, but as a team. A phenomenal leader. Um, you know, he's a 3.8 GPA student in the Macomb School of Business um, uh, and already uh, part of a, a, a startup business. Uh, so he's, a, uh, as I like to say, a marry your daughter kind of kid. And um, uh, we uh, go as he goes. And he's had a tremendous season. Uh, as I've said, I think he finished sixth in the country in passing yards uh, this season. Uh, obviously, uh, we've got some talent around him uh, at receiver. But um, he, he's much more to our team than, than just a guy who throws the football and hands it off. He's the, the heart and soul of, of who we are and uh, is really uh, – a daily embodiment uh, of our culture and, and how we do things. Yeah, as far as Tyler Huntley, a lot of the same, there's a lot of common ground there. Um, he is the leader of the leaders. You know, you have a team that, that uh, you know, most teams have, uh, you know, a bunch of leaders, but but there's usually one guy that everybody looks to, and, and, and Tyler is that guy. Uh, he's been in the program four years now, uh, absolutely playing his best football uh, of his career. Uh, was in the Heisman conversation for a while there. Um, tremendous completion percentage, 75% completion percentage. Only threw two picks during the regular season. Uh, unfortunately, we had a couple in the championship game. But, but he's a, a guy that is a fanatical preparer for a football game. It, it never stops. We're eight minutes out from kickoff, and he's in the locker room in his book taking notes and, and jotting things down and just a, a relentless uh, preparer. He's a competitive kid. And a tough kid. He went through a stretch uh, midseason where I'm going to tell you most people would not have played, missed two or three weeks. He didn't miss a snap and, and just kept uh, continuing to battle. And so he's meant so much to us. Uh, and very, very rarely do you find a good football team that doesn't have really good quarterback play. And we're, we're fortunate to uh, have had that from Tyler this season. Question on the front. Uh, question for both coaches, Anwar Richardson um, from Orange Bloods. Coach, you guys have both have had success in the postseason, especially in bowl games. How do you guys balance letting the young men have fun and enjoy themselves while in a new city, but this also being a, a road trip and a business trip for them also? Well, that's the operative word is balance, and you, and you try to you got to make it a good experience for them. It can't be all. Uh, just uh, drudgery and, and uh, beating them into the ground. And so you've got to be able to, to strike that balance and, and make it a, a good experience for them. Um, you know, we have a, a tradition at Utah. The bowl, the bowl season is very important to our guys. That it almost self-perpetuates, you know, from year to year because the, the next group doesn't want to be the group that let the previous groups down in, in bowl play. And so it's not hard at all to get uh, get our guys excited about playing in a bowl. But, but uh, you know, you're, you're exactly right. It's got to be, uh, you know, there's a time for football and a time to, to work hard and practice, but there's also a time to have a lot of fun and, and let it be a great experience for them. And I, I think the same thing is true. Um, you know, we have a lot of fun. Uh, during bowl preparation, not just at the site and with the activities that, that the bowl provides, but, but even before uh, we head to uh, the site, we, we've got a lot of fun, or have a lot of fun uh, when we're practicing. I think, um, you know, once finals are, are over, the kids can, uh, you know, take a big deep breath and uh, allow us to, to go in and, and um, uh, 
really bond. I think the the bowl experience, uh, because there's no classes, um, it's a it's much like training camp in the fact that um, you know you, you, all you're doing really is 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 playing football, practicing football, preparing uh, to win a game, but. Um, you know, you're you're around your teammates so much more than than you are during the regular season, and um, I, I think, but much like Coach Whittingham said, it's about balance. You know, and and um, you know we're we're trying to win a football game too, but um, I, I do think um, you know the the motivation a lot of times also is. Uh, Twofold. Uh, one is is for the senior class and to make sure that um, they go out uh, their last game uh, as a Texas Longhorn uh, victorious, uh, but but also uh, to propel some of those younger guys uh, into uh, the off season and and have some some positivity as you as you head into winter conditioning. Chip, you still question? Should come up. <coughs> Chip Brown, excuse me, Chip Brown of Horns 24-7. Um, Kyle, can you talk about what Morgan Scally uh, means to your team as a player there? And I think he's grown up there as a coach. Uh, see y'all release that he's got a new, a new deal. And then for Tom, just what the message has been to your current roster and the feedback back from them since you made the decision to uh, replace both coordinators. You know, I can't say enough good things about Morgan Scally. He's, uh, you know, when he was a player here, uh, just a fierce competitor. Uh, he was the Mountain, we were in the Mountain West Conference at the time. He was the Defensive Player of the Year, uh, MVP of the Sugar Bowl. I believe is the, or not the Sugar Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl. And uh, just a, a competitive spirit and a competitive fire that is second to none. And that transformed and and. and translated to his coaching career um, you know he's for a lot of years he's been really the face of Utah football I mean he's a he's a homegrown guy right there from Salt Lake City uh, immediately after he finished playing we, we hired him on the staff in a in a uh, a role that was uh, you know he wasn't a full-time coach but but he was on the staff and uh, working with the program uh, as soon as I had the opportunity and the opening on the staff to hire him full-time we did so uh, and his his coaching, uh, just the progress that he's made and the and and where he is right now. He's been our coordinator for four years. He gets exponentially better every single year. And and uh, this year, you know, the the defense he was able to. Uh, to uh, coach and put on the field was tremendous. I mean, the top 10 in virtually every defensive category. And so to be able to uh, get him locked up for the long term contractually and, uh, you know, Utah's where he wants to be. Um, and so we're, we're elated that, uh, and, and grateful to our administration for, for making that move and, and putting the contract in place. And that'll keep him in Utah for hopefully a, a lot of years. Uh, yeah, and you asked about the, the team and the players. Uh, I, I think there was um, a little bit of balance uh, between accountability, uh, especially on the defensive side. Um, you know, uh, they all love uh, Coach Orlando, as, as do I and, and my family, and, and we always will. Um, and so the, the players... There was a lot of them that, that felt like they had, had let him down. Um, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of um, 
positivity, a lot of excitement about uh, what the future can can hold. I think they all know that, uh, especially on on the defensive side of the ball, that the the level of play consistently was was not uh, to the standard of the University of Texas, and uh, that it needs to improve. Uh, and I, I think they were uh, very appreciative of. Uh, myself and our administration uh, for uh, addressing that fact and um, you know making sure that that we play better uh, and produce at a much higher level on, on that side of the ball. Question in the back. Chris Tavares with KXA News in Austin. Uh, two questions, Tom. One just for you. The coaching changes. How have you seen that play out on the recruiting trail? And and how are you feeling with the national early period starting? On Wednesday, and then for both of you, you're both Urban Meyer proteges. What are you seeing in the other from from your time working under uh, under Urban Meyer? Yeah, the, the recruiting trail has been great. Um, you know, our, our class is extremely solid, and and really, it's it's much it's a much simpler discussion uh, with recruits than I think people realize. You know, um, assistant coaches want to be coordinators. And coordinators want to be head coaches, and uh, to think uh, that you're going to play for the same position coach and/or coordinator for your entire career—that's uh, pretty rare. Um, and so, uh, the the trust has to be in myself as the leader of the organization, the strength staff, uh, and then really all of the other reasons why you commit to to a place like the University of Texas. You commit to Texas. Uh, to, to get an elite education, you know, one of the top public schools in the entire country, uh, to lay some roots in the number one city in America, in Austin, Texas, um, and to develop a to develop a network um, of very powerful people that uh, can provide opportunities for you uh, once you're done playing football. Uh, and to the Coach Meyer question. Um, you know, obviously, from what I've heard of, of Coach Whittingham's program um, and what the very little I've seen, uh, certainly uh, the, the physicality element is, is one that stands out. Um, I know that we pride ourselves in, in being physical, and I'm, I'm sure he does too. Uh, and I know in my time with Coach Meyer, uh, that was certainly a big point of emphasis uh, too. But... Um, I'm sure over the, the seven days when we're together, we'll, we'll probably have a lot of stories that, that, that we can share. But uh, tremendously thankful uh, to Coach Meyer for um, his mentorship and the opportunity he gave me at Ohio State. And um, I'm sure Coach Whittingham feels the same. Yeah, as far as uh, Urban, um, you know, taking him, taking him back to 2002, we had a coaching change. I was on the staff at Utah. We had a coaching change. Uh, Coach Ron McBride, who had been there several years, uh, was let go. Uh, I felt like I was the next guy. I was I was ready for it. And uh, when Urban got hired, I was disappointed because I thought, like I said, I was I was uh, prepared for to, to take that on. As it turned out, uh, it was the best the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and just to be able to work for Urban for those two years, he retained me as the coordinator, uh, was invaluable to to my development as a coach. Um, his meticulous approach, uh, his, his detailed, um, just everything that, that he 
that goes into running a, a football program on a daily basis was, uh, you know, I was able to observe that and, and, and work through that. And so, like I said, two years later, I was a much better coach than, than when, uh, you know, before Urban got there and, and uh, continue to stay uh, close friends with Urban. You know, to this day, we talk, uh, you know, every couple of weeks. But, uh, again, can't, can't express enough gratitude for what, what I learned during that uh, course of that two years. And, and uh, it was uh, a huge benefit to my, you know, to my career. We'll take a call now from the conference call. Um, Josh Newman, Salt Lake Tribune. Can you confirm your name and affiliation and direct your uh, question to either of the coaches, please? Hey, good morning. Um, uh, Josh Newman from the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, Kyle, I know that you've already addressed this morning about whether or not players have come to you talking about maybe skipping the bowl game. Um, my question for both coaches, um, would it be tough to blame a kid if one if one did come to you opting to skip the bowl game, opting to worry about, you know, the combine and working out. Would it be tough to blame a kid for worrying about himself at this point? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll defer, then I can just say, yeah, what Tom said. <laughs> yeah. um, I think blame is a strong word. Uh, I, I think as, as coaches, we certainly understand uh, that some of these players uh, have to make decisions that, um, they feel are uh, right for their future. Uh, and, you know, once that decision is made, uh, we support them. Uh, but, uh, you know, we have always advised our guys to play in the bowl game. Uh, one, to be able to, to travel and experience the bowl game. Uh, but, but two, to, um, you know, prove to the NFL, you know, how good a team player you are, too. So, um, but uh, again, we're, we're not the only ones advising them. And, um, you know, but once they do make that decision, uh, we, we certainly uh, support them, uh, you know, in, in all of their endeavors. Yeah, we're, I, I'm of the same mindset. Um, See? There you go. There you go. You know, and, and it depends, uh, you know, a lot, to, you know, if the kids are. A first five picks or a first ten picks—that's different than you know maybe your second or third rounder. So each individual situation has to be uh, you know weighed separately and and judged separately. But but I'm of the same opinion that uh, you know it's a different day and age. First of all, I mean this wasn't even a topic you know a few years back, and so things have really changed. But but if uh, an athlete is uh, you know definitely want to forego the bowl season and, and move on, then, you know, we'll support them as well. It, don't necessarily agree with it all the time. But, uh, you know, the, the main thing to me is they're listening to the right people. Coach mentioned that we're not the only ones in their ear. And so as long as they're getting good information and making the decision that is, uh, you know, the right one, because uh, I, I believe more times than not you can help your draft, your draft stock by playing in the game and, and uh, finishing your career. But, but uh, again, it's uh, a different dynamic that's been introduced just, just recently. And, and I think coaches are still trying to get their, their head wrapped around it and what the, what the best approach is. Thank you, coaches. We have another conference call, also Salt Lake Tribune. If you could uh, confirm your name and affiliation and ask your question to one of the coaches. This is Kurt Cragdo from the Salt Lake Tribune. Kyle, do you have any players that have been ruled out of the game due to injury at this stage? Yeah, we, we uh, lost our two safeties, uh, first and second team free safety, in you know, almost you know, within minutes of each other, and that was uh, Julian Blackman and R.J. Hubert. 
um, to, to season-ending injuries, although you know, there's only one game left now, but uh, fairly serious injuries. And so we're, it's disappointing. Uh, we'll have to uh, figure out a, a course of action. But uh, unfortunately, Julian and R.J. Hubert uh, won't be available. Uh, beyond that, everyone seems to be in pretty good health. Thank you. We also have some hashtag Valera Elmable questions. Uh, speaking of health, Coach Herman, Colin Johnson, can you give us an update on possibly him playing the bowl game? Yeah, he's uh, progressing. Uh, as I told our local media, uh, we expect him to be ready to play. Uh, and uh, he will, uh, if he continues to progress the way that he has, uh, hopefully we, we get him back into practice uh, sometime next week. And we had another social media. This is actually for you, Coach Whittingham. Um, I've worked out for six straight days. What is your workout streak and how do you stay motivated? <laughs> uh, it's kind of a sickness now. I've, yeah, I've, I've been uh, doing it for uh, a while. Um, so what do you want to know? How many days I've done it or what's your... <laughs> I think it was how many days you've done it and how do you keep motivated? Uh, well, it keeps me sane. If I didn't do it, I'd go insane. It's more for a mental deal than, than physical, but uh, we're right around 4,000 days, give or take. So leave it at that. I try to... I Straight try, days? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to constantly... That's real? That's real. That's real. <laughs> like I said, it's, it's an illness. It's a mental illness, but I, I'm constantly... Like walking, running, what? Yeah, all, you know, running, elliptical, stair step, you name it, swimming, you know, something every day. 4,000. 4,000. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Very good, Coach. Yeah, I'm trying to out. I'm trying constantly trying to outwork my diet, which is hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's the main thrust. Yeah. Do we have any more questions from the room? Derek, you want to wrap up? Yeah, just uh, coaches. Uh, congratulations on a great year, and as you can tell by the group here and the response in the local community, we're delighted to have you both here in San Antonio. And, and not only for what you've done with your your programs on the field, but off. I mean, you talk about academics, you talk about community service, all those things. You guys have well-rounded programs, so we're honored to have you, and look forward to having you here in the Valero Alamo Bowl. And with that, we'll let you go. Thank, Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank much. you very much. Welcome.